Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Multipurpose. Uh, because of the corona, coronavirus outbreak, we are shooting an episode on Zoom. Uh, thanks for the love. Anyway, you're just filming all the videos before. Um, so today I'm back with Japlene. So Japlene is founder and the chief editor of uh, Feminism in India. And uh, she's a TEDx speaker also. So thanks Japlene for being here. I'm just grateful that you're coming here and joining us. And I, you know, thank you very much for being here. Thank you Lakshik for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, so uh, so um, my first question to you is um, if you can just explain us about your background and what you do, how uh, and how you started your journey of feminism in India and all the background behind. <laughs> yeah, so the background is actually the story is a little funny because uh, everybody assumes that I started FII because you know I had planned out or that I was studying. Um, gender studies or women's studies that's not the story unfortunately uh, I am a, a scholar in German studies I have studied the German language kind of all my life <laughs> uh, starting from school to uh, BA, MA and MPhil um, and however during my MPhil I was a bit uh, distracted and also unhappy with what I was doing um, mm -hmm. I was studying to become a lecturer and I also taught for some time at JNU and at Amity University in uh, Delhi NCR okay. however um, I was a little unhappy and uh, my interest was you know going towards gender studies um, and the I started blogging back in 2013, I think, 2000, yeah, 2012 or 13. Mm -hmm. And I uh, used to write about issues that the Indian uh, women face, uh, especially uh, they used to stem from personal experiences, uh, but also what other young women in India are experiencing. Mm -hmm. And I realized that there isn't a lot of information which is accessible Okay. Uh, in terms of, um, you know, where it's not behind a paywall or it is uh, not in an academic jargon uh, about the India Indian women's movement or the feminist movement in India. Mm -hmm. And as I said, like, my interest was going towards this subject. So I just randomly one day, I was reading a book actually called Feminism in India. <laughs> it's an anthology uh, and randomly just one day I started a Facebook page called Feminism in India okay. back in 2013 okay. so yeah that's the story it's very random <laughs> it's not how you would imagine where entrepreneurs sit down and plan plan out and chart the next five-year plan that's not how FI started Mm -hmm. um, I was, when I did this, I was still a student. I was doing MPhil from JNU and for a year or so, it just went on like that. I used to post like random feminist stuff on the Facebook page and write things on my blog. Mm -hmm. However, after I finished my studies, my MPhil uh, degree, mm -hmm. I realized that this is something that I want to pursue uh, further. And uh, that's when the idea of a platform came. Okay. Um, so how how did you uh, you know find this information and how did you make um, understanding feminism in India easier? So for me, the idea was exactly what is your question to have uh, easy, accessible information and understanding of feminism on a platform which is uh, first of all you know uh, locally contextual. 
so when i was researching about these issues the most of the information that i found was mostly on western platforms and western yeah. media yeah. and uh, you know i read about uh, the western feminist movement which is very inspiring definitely but i wanted to know what's happening in india or what has happened in india that we are not aware of as young mm-hmm. people uh, how did we get the right to vote how did we you know all the women uh, centric laws that we have in our country the uh, domestic abuse the uh, or the anti dowry uh, law how did those came into effect so these are the questions that i was asking myself at that time and as i said like i was looking for a uh, i was looking for information which uh, young people today can consume so not mm-hmm. always books and academic journals but also hey do can we have a video of how a particular thing came about in india you know this kind of information that young people today are already consuming yeah so the idea then was to create a platform that was uh led by indian women for indian women and mm-hmm. other and and the youth okay which explains this information in a easy format using pop culture yeah. uh using digital media new media so today we uh create videos podcasts uh comics infographics posters all of this to explain what are the different issues that we are facing with so actually very recently just i think uh on monday we released a video on what is feminism in hindi and that's uh, we started we have also now started creating uh this kind of multimedia content in uh other languages apart from english okay yeah yeah it, it's good it makes uh, new information available to and accessible to everyone that's a great thing um Thank you. How, how do you think um, you know feminism in india can help the women of india so uh first of all i would say that we see uh, our platform for everyone uh, mm-hmm. and uh, not just for women but also for men and all other people who identify out of this uh, you know gender binary and mm-hmm. secondly i feel uh, the platform in itself because the kind of content that we create is uh, empowering in nature for example um, we have a poster series called myth busting okay. where we bust common myths about uh, feminism or even about a uh, sexual health so for example uh, there is a common myth that women can't be good drivers or men can't you know uh, take care of children yeah. so for us it is important to not uh, target you know one gender but to uh target the misconceptions that all of us have you know grown up with uh to unlearn those things uh-huh. uh so we are not saying that you know we are anti men or pro women what we are saying is that we are anti patriarchy we are anti those conceptions those uh you know norms that we have all grown up with which yeah. are harmful to people in general and yeah. especially to women okay uh, so like what does feminism means to you <laughs> uh that's that looks like a simple question but it's actually a very loaded question yeah uh i feel like um first of all uh, feminism is a uh, you know is a political stand uh because uh, and there is a very famous quote uh from the second wave feminist movement saying the personal is political 
for me feminism is both a deeply personal journey as well as a deeply political journey where i have very clear stands on political issues because mm-hmm. of that ideology okay. however in if i were to simplify it in uh, one sentence i would say feminism for me means social justice Okay. and uh, for that i again as i said we um, as a platform we adhere to a f- specific theory of feminism which is called mm-hmm. the intersection intersectional feminism or intersectionality uh-huh. uh, what it says is that uh, every person uh, does not you know uh, face discrimination or oppression uh, just based on one single identity that they hold so for yeah. example uh-huh. i am a woman uh, uh, but there are other identities that i hold i am a urban uh, you know i am a woman who has been born brought up in a urban uh, scenario uh, mm-hmm. i am upper caste upper class i am able bodied i don't have a disability mm-hmm. uh, so all of these things contribute to how a person faces uh, discrimination in a society that's what intersectionality says that a uh, uh, let's say a upper caste woman versus a dalit woman a dalit woman will face uh, more marginalization based yeah. on her caste class and gender identity yeah so for us when we when i look at feminism or when we as an organization look at feminism for us it's important to look at all of these intersections all of these lenses uh-huh. where uh, our larger goal is then social justice and that includes empowerment of women but it also includes empowerment of men okay yeah so how how would you think um, you would try to make a feminism uh, equ- you know more about equality than dominance well i <laughs> first of all i don't think that feminism is about dominance that's the that's another myth that people yeah, use uh, but where we see feminism going today you know uh, i feel somewhere it have started being dominant uh so not not uh, you know that is a bit part of i feel a woman uh, not women particularly but the feminism starts being dominating i feel a bit so how would you stop uh, feminism more than dominance and as equality uh i would actually want to talk about uh, the negativity that is around the f word around okay. feminism Mm-hmm. and i think that's where this question also stems from because you couldn't give me an example so i'm assuming mm-hmm. that it's more something that you have heard or like felt uh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so uh, and this is something that we feminists have been uh, dealing with where there is a lot of stigma around the word feminism and people uh, misinterpret it uh and this you are not the first person or like the first time that i've heard this this has come up multiple times yeah. and that's what we are trying to do as an organization uh and you know i have said it previously also we don't see ourselves as anti men and that's not how we define feminism for us it is about the norms the the uh, mentality that comes from a patriarchal point of view that we are targeting and i think we all can agree that patriarchy hurts both men and women yeah. patriarchy also has these unrealistic expectations from men who 
are always supposed to be the bread earners of the family or they're not supposed to show their emotions you know yeah. uh, these kind of uh, toxic uh, masculine traits that yeah. we yeah. expect from men all the time but yeah. we um, as uh, indians we uh, as we listen to our uh, mythical stories uh, women are respected um, you know i have seen have, have been lived in europe uh, for one year i was in foreign exchange yeah. program and okay. uh, I, have, I have to try to understand all the religions and I've read about a lot about Christianity, Islam and uh, all the religions, almost everything. But I don't see any religion more than Hinduism respecting women uh, as much as, um, you know, no, no, no religion respects women so much. But then from where does this, uh, you know, why do we see this disrespect coming in the society today? What's the problem behind it? Okay. So, um... I would first want to clarify that I'm not a uh, expert on you know religious scriptures, and I also do not uh, identify as a Hindu uh, person. Okay. However, I will speak from uh, the understanding that I have. Uh, yes, in Hindu scriptures, we have a lot of goddesses, and these goddesses are idolized. Uh, we pray to them, we respect them. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, in our society, and irrespective of religion, uh, we don't see that in uh in the you know in the real world that we live in so we okay. see you know everyday cases of rape sexual yeah. violence physical yeah. abuse yeah. acid attack uh etc uh you know in our newspapers and uh not just you know we also see that even minors as little as two months uh babies or even 18 months or 18 days uh, have been sexually assaulted and it is uh, extremely extremely uh, disgusting and disturbing and um, honestly I think uh, irrespective of what religion preaches uh, I don't think that's uh, having act any actual or real impact because if that were so at least you know, people who are devout, uh, you know, Hindus or, or you know, any other religion would then respect women. But I don't think that's how it works because at the end of the day, I think it's it's about control and uh, power. Okay. Uh, and that that is a theory that uh, is variable, uh, you know, variable accepted when we talk about sexual violence that a lot of people think that sexual violence happens because um, uh, a perpetrator who is a man is uh, want to have sex or is horny, you know, but that's not the case. Like, how would you justify a two-month-old baby being sexually violated by an adult man, right? Yeah. So it's not then about uh, the desire or the need to have sex or being uh, sexually frustrated, but it, it is actually about that power imbalance and the need to show that I am more powerful than you and I can do anything to you. The okay. same goes for acid attack victims. Uh, it is again comes from the need of if yeah, you can't be with me, then I won't let you be with anyone else. And how do you do that? By throwing acid on the faces because again, the mentality comes from that if you are not beautiful anymore, if I spoil your face and your body and you're not beautiful anymore, then nobody will ever like you and nobody will ever love you and marry you. So yeah. again, so we are then putting the worth of a woman's of, of a woman 
on how she looks in yeah. the case like if you you know deeply analyze acid attack uh, why that happened what do perpetrators think you will realize that uh, for them then the identity of that woman stops at being how they look uh, how yeah. they find them beautiful and uh, they think that if they spoil their face and the body then their identity you know just uh, ceases to exist but that's not the case and we have heard stories of so many acid attack survivors who have uh, you know restarted their life uh, yeah. who have uh, you know who are entrepreneurs now we know the story of lakshmi who was yeah. which was also uh, portrayed by the pika padukone in a film yeah. so it is again a misconception that a uh, woman's identity is only restricted to how she looks or uh, you know how beautiful she is and these are uh, this is one example of the misconceptions that we as an organization uh, try to dismantle okay uh, so the how how would you try to stop this rape cases uh, how do you have some plans or some uh, you know some uh, awareness programs which can uh, you know bring an awareness to all the men out there uh to be more you know uh accepting you know like you know being uh, okay with what's happening and you know not being dominating or uh, not uh, just you know like how how would you give you know make awareness to stop the rapes and uh, acid attacks okay so uh well uh so first of all as i said it's the mentality that we need to target and that we need to uh, change okay. and that is uh, something that takes years and years uh, we have have strict laws in our country uh, we also recently gave capital punishment to the uh, uh, rapists of the 2012 uh, delhi gang rape case however i don't think that just having stricter laws or giving capital punishment will actually stop rapes because again as i said it's about how as a society we view women like do we see them as uh, people with agency uh, and respect as opposed to seeing them as an object uh, on which we can exercise our power and control yeah. which is why when we talk about rape we have to look them in a broad concept okay of rape culture uh, not that um, you know every like even small things contribute to rape culture so for example when there are uh, you know sport matches like it could be cricket or football or anything and we hear these uh, very uh, regular jokes like oh india raped pakistan in this match right uh, or or germany raped brazil in in the world cup and these are uh, things said in uh, you know in in jokes or we especially in india we have uh, slang words which are about raping one's mother and sister mother yeah. fucker sister fucker yeah. you know etc yeah. so uh, when we uh, normalize rape in such context where we think that using the word rape in this you know context is funny or okay and uh, when you call this out when you say this is not okay then the response is oh but we are just joking it's not like we are raping someone yeah. right that's what the response would be yeah. but it's not about the act of when a person actually rapes 
another person but it's about where women feel unsafe so even if uh, for example if i have to uh, you know go out at 2 am i am not going to do that because i may or may not be raped and that is a reality that women live with every day where they have to think of all of these uh, things that you know uh, should i wear this will, will will this be comfortable or should i take a cab or a public transport like all of these things are lived realities of women yeah. where they think about uh, how they are dressing or where they are going or with whom they are going or what is the curfew time etc do they have you know a pepper spray in their bag or do they have uh, a friend on a call where they whom they can call any time yeah. so uh, yeah. when we create a society and a culture where rape is normalized rape is seen as a joke and where women uh, feel you know scared and unsafe all the time where they have to think about these 100 things like uh what am i wearing is this too deep is you know is this okay uh, when yeah. you're traveling outside or even at home uh all of these things contribute to that society which then encourages rape so i think to stop rapes which is a very uh, <laughs> which is a, a long term goal uh, and uh, unfortunately would not be achieved in the next 5 or 10 years Okay. we need to look at uh, these small things where we are changing the mentality like even you know during the 2012 or uh, delhi gang rape case and all others we see statements by people saying oh but why did she had to go out at night or why was she wearing yeah. a mini skirt or yeah. why was she hanging out with boys or why was she drinking why did she go to a bar but we never ask these ideas Okay, uh, so you know what the what are what is what are the plans of feminism in India in uh, on coming uh, months and this year? Okay, so uh, we are a media organization and our work uh, largely falls into advocacy and awareness raising. Okay, uh, we uh, create as I said, like when we when I started, I my idea was to have. Uh, a multimedia new media platform which engages the youth uh, especially in the form that they uh, you know in the uh, form that they already are consuming so the content that they're already consuming uh, and our ta- target audience is also the youth uh, content which is in different kinds of formats uh, we also would be hopefully start in podcast soon okay. <laughs> so so um we are right now creating videos infographics posters articles on various and also various social political issues and uh, currently uh, we are publishing in two languages in english and hindi okay and this year our focus is 
to uh, create more content in Hindi, especially multimedia content, videos and comics. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the uh, mostly the plan for this year to focus on our Hindi website and Hindi social media channels and uh, create content that, uh, you know, uh, resonates with uh, people who uh, whose first language is Hindi. Okay. And um, for us, uh, we see uh, FII as a multi-language, uh, multi-lingual platform in the coming years. So okay. hopefully we will uh, expand to other Indian languages also. Okay. So yeah, it almost brings us to an end. I just have last three questions. Uh, you can just answer them in one word or one sentence. Or uh, okay. if I just want to get in deep into it, I can just let you answer it in a big words. Okay. So, what's your, what's your, uh, what was the best advice you ever got? Self-reflection? Oh, wow. Yeah. A, a, bad, a bad advice? What was it? Bad advice. Mm. Micromanagement. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so how how do you um, how is in uh, how is yourself how do you um, girls uh, make girls believe in themselves and tell that you are beautiful you don't need any of your makeups to just show how beautiful you are how would you do that you can just get in deep into no problem. Um, so uh, my message to <coughs> women listening to this uh, podcast uh, and to especially younger women would be that uh, you don't need makeup or anyone else uh, uh, to tell you you know how beautiful you look because uh, it's up to you what you like or how you like uh, looking at yourself so if makeup feels if makeup uh, makes you feel great uh, go ahead and do it if it doesn't don't do it it's all about your choice yeah Great question, great answer, and just uh, yeah. I think yeah, so. That's wonderful. Um, just uh, two questions more. Um, what would be an advice to your eighteen-year-old self? To my eighteen-year-old self, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have told my eighteen-year-old self to uh, not continue uh, studying what I was studying and go for something else. Okay. And also uh, have some experience because I didn't, I started without a break. I just did one degree after the other. So I would have told my 18 year old self to take a break, work, get some work experience and then go for a master's. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so one more question I had was, uh, how you, you have been speakers at TEDx and you even uh, represented your organization at United Nations Women. So what, what, what did you learn from it? You know? So, and one learning you would like to tell us about, or an experience about it. So, this is something that I learn from actually every uh, occasion, and even you know from today, uh -huh. is that uh, I can always do better. Uh, so that's one. Uh, I always look at and reflect on how I performed or how I did and I'm saying, oh, I could have done this better. So mm -hmm. like there's always room for self-improvement. Okay. And uh, the second thing is that there's always room for learning from others. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times when we look at, 
when we look at you know learning from people we always look at people who are senior to us or more experienced or mm-hmm. you know mentors and supervisors uh, but i believe that you can learn from anyone even from a child or, or from someone who's uh, you know uh, in a lower rank or whatever from you so i really believe in learning from everyone okay so yeah thank you very much for being here i'm just grateful uh, and just one more thing where can they contact you and uh, interact with you or something so uh, my twitter is my public social media channel and i am happy to uh, you know uh, get in touch with people there and interact with them i am at uh, japna underscore p it's uh, at japna underscore p okay thank you very much for being here i'm just grateful that you came today and you know um, had a wonderful conversation with you thank you very much thank you